the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MNFootballShow on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the infamous Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your wonderful co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am not Pisco infused at this morning, but I should have been. Uh, but I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Eric and Bridget. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. All right. Uh, a little, little chilly this morning. The wind after yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite, say, quite, quite the contrast from yesterday. Yesterday was <laughs> for those aren't in the Twin Cities. It was, it was an interesting day, but it was very warm and humid. Like, did it get did up you, to seventy? It was seventy. Yeah, seventy. Yeah. There you go. Like I like you know the the heat temperature in our house is like at sixty eight. We just opened up our windows because yeah. Like, it was the same temperature outside. We're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. cool. Open but there the was windows, so much rain on and off, rain on and off too. It was like we did the same thing, but then they're like, oh, shut the windows, open the windows, shut the windows. <laughs> that five p.m. storm though, that was it five? No, 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 that seven p.m. storm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. It was a tight window between my buttocks biking home from the stadium and that <laughs> downpour hitting. I it was less than an hour. Like I remember, I got in probably six. 40 and then and it was probably like 7 15 when it opened up yeah uh-huh. hey eric i wanted to i wanted to wish you a happy belated um black sunday day for those to celebrate cypress hill black sunday or for carnaval or what what are we talking about cypress hill oh cypress hill i heard brazil sorry no, cypress hill <laughs> yep <laughs> The, is, I think is this it's like the, the go ahead. I think it's the 30th. I don't know. It oh, might as well Lord. be the 30th. Oh, that hurts. Wow. <laughs> so what was it, that came out like in 1996, 95? I was like, yeah. 30th. That was, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Apparently, you know, yeah. How how funny is it that they decided to they release that that album the day after uh, 420? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love that album so much. What that's one of my album. favorite albums. Yeah, no, that's one. That's a great album, Cypress Hill. Yeah. Oh, wow. Whew. Doesn't feel like that long ago. I know, right? Gosh. It's so weird nowadays. Like I remember when I was my kid's age, and Cool 108, all they would play was like the Beatles and the '60s and the '40s, and they do that from time to time. But nowadays, like I drive and I put on that station. And the reason I only put that station on is during Christmas time because I like Christmas, <laughs> right? But now I don't put it on a station because all I hear is songs I recognize up from my. Oh geez. man! <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's no way, there's no way I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not that old. I will be on Monday. I'll be 44 on Monday. So, is your birthday's Monday? Yeah. Oh well, Felix never said you said though. I know. I'm looking for all the Venmo and all the booze that. Oh, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Too bad 20th. coaching ruined ruined your uh, your well, uh, Pisco Sunday. 
we got we got we got to pull back a decade because that that really that's why it hurt so bad. Twentieth anniversary. 20th. Right. I said it might as well be thirty. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I heard thirtieth, <laughs> and then immediately I had back pain. Twentieth <laughs> anniversary. Okay. Yep. Okay. I mean that makes me feel a little bit better, but not a lot. All right. How um how was your catter day, um, Bridget? Uh, it was good. I mean, you can, you, you definitely knew it was warmer out. She spent all of three minutes on my lap and then moved elsewhere for her day of napping. So, um, uneventful yesterday, but, uh, no, it was, it was good. Just sat around. Uh, now I have to get some stuff done today, but yeah, Saturday is like the, the Allianz look like bring your kid to work day. <laughs> I've never seen so many little ones. Yep. For a lot of kids. Did a you all see kids. my thing? When I, I I have it unconfirmed, but I, I when I biked in, I rolled in, and I'm pretty sure I walked with Metanair to the bike. I couldn't rack. tell if that was Metanair. I know. Well, been. and I, and I didn't want to be the guy that I didn't want to be that guy, so I didn't Did, like talk to him or ask him. But I, you know, I took that it, shot when he was going in there. It kind yeah, of looked like him. He had a shaved head, right? He he was wearing um. What do you call it? Like a do rag. Okay, because he shaved his head. If that helps you, I know a lot of people were confusing. His, yeah, his his head was fully covered in that mm-hmm. picture, yeah. though. So yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's uh let's get cracking. You know. Yeah. Got a... Let's do a quick recap from, and I mean, big all caps quick. Uh, last week Minnesota played the Rapids. They won three to one. Actually got some decent goals in. Uh, Rodrigo. Let's get like uh, Bridget. You can throw in there too, but like one or two minute quick breakdown. What did you like? What did you not like? There was a lot to like. It sounded like. Go ahead. I think overall, it's just a lot of people, um, you know, been wondering what can we do in the sense of um, formations, right? Like, I think that's the thing that the people get is like we've always gone with the four two three one. And sometimes when that doesn't work, we're always asking, what else is there to do? What can we do, right? And we've tried the 4-3-3, not successful on that. That's 3-5-2, the famous 3-5-2 that got us those two wonderful goals um, against LAFC. But there hasn't nothing been so consistent with it. And, and unfortunately, like if you're a team that's trying to push into a playoff and actually play for a championship, you need to have a backup plan as to what can you do in order to counter uh, not being productive in the attacking third or not being productive overall? And I think this emergence of having the, the personnel that can perform it for you, as in uh, Bongi and the Lottie in a sense, uh, and going to this like 4-4-2 slash 4-5-1 when Don Lottie kind of tucks in and plays part of the defense, uh, part of the midfield, it really, you know, it really goes at the aspect of like, you know, not only plugging up the midfield, but at the same time being able to to uh, move the ball quickly once you got it going. And Bridget said it so much. I mean, like, to be honest, Lute is our best forward. And I think going into this formation in the last couple of games, we see that again, right? That he is the one that keeps on moving our stuff. So I thought you know, I thought that was uh, that 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 was good to see. I saw a lot of like Ariaga being the one that collects the ball from the center backs, 
right? And then we'll talk about it against Colorado as well, too. And he's the one who says the distribution, so we'll traps a little higher. It, it gives a little bit of a cover. Against Chicago, Ray. you mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. hear you. Yeah, so. Cool. Anything, Bridget, to add? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree with that. And it's obviously a completely different game um, when those subs come in and uh, the formations uh, change up a little bit. Why it doesn't work from the beginning when you have, because because really that that formation, you would think with our personnel would work. Um, it works on paper, but in practice, just the way that some of these guys play, it does not come off well. So making those late changes uh, makes a huge difference. Um, I remember looking at like the passing map in the first half was just atrocious as usual. And then mm-hmm. it kind of picks yeah, that- up in the second half. Spoiler for the next one as well. Uh, yep, it's uh, that's how it is pretty much every week, um, and just you know, getting actual shots on goal rather than resorting to the long balls. I mean, if you if you look at the shots from the Rapids, they're all either in or or right on the 18 yard box, and then you have Minnesota taking shots from 40 yards out just to send probably more of a cross than a shot, but that's how it comes off. And um, it's obviously not working. I mean, they've been trying that for what, six years now. So mm-hmm. I'm going right. to mix that up a little bit when you're, yeah, when your best striker is the, the winger slash midfielder slash whatever. And your, your best playmakers are the guys who you pay a ton of money to score goals. Yeah. yeah. It's a frustrating thing, right? It's, that, it's interesting. You know, Amadia's got, does he have one or two so far this year? I think two. 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 I got two goals. But I, and I, a few I, assists. I yeah, but, yeah. But I think it, my issue with Amadia right now is that he's not being selfish enough. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like that one friend who you, when you were growing up, knew had, knew had money. And then you would go to a coffee shop and go, hey, you think you can get me this? You're like, yeah, sure. Hey, what else do you want? And then, you know, they're buying you like good stuff, right? Give you good stuff. But then like, you know, they're not doing anything for themselves. So like he needs to Treat shoot yourself. Treat yourself, man. Shoot yourself. Um, shoot that goal. Yeah. That glory. I think what well, was they, interesting for me in this game mm-hmm. was that, you know, that was the first the first time in 10 minutes that I've seen so many yellow cards from the oh 27th minute to the 36th minute. Yeah. Lucas Estevez for time wasting. Diego Rubio. Who I hate, and you guys know that. Got a foul. Then the goalkeeper, Yarbrough, from times wasting in the 32nd. And then Price for 36, which could have been a red, mm. I think, at that point. Uh, yeah. Um, but wasn't a red. And then we have our first goal for, no, no, not our first goal, but uh, a, uh, a header from the bossy. Beautiful. Mm. And Maggie says the one. And then we have the blunder of the bossy again and, and, and just tapping the ball in, and then Ruby just walks it in like literally three minutes later, and we're one-one at half, literally. But in the second half was where where things started changing up a little bit more. And I think that's that's what it is. So yeah, let's leave it there because we got a whole other one to talk about. Um, I just wanted to say that they got really lucky uh, with a lot of the other standings that week with Galaxy, Houston, Dallas, and Nashville all tying. So the fact that they were able to get a nice three three-one win. Um, actually made things a, little, a lot tighter in the standings. So thanks, MLS. Um, 
uh, this one is just in a kind of an incredible one with uh, DC United versus Austin. I kind of put in here separately just because DC had this thing in the bag uh, going into halftime 2 0. And in the last 10 minutes, Austin just have this amazing rally and score three goals in the span of 10 minutes to win the thing 3 2. And that will tie into another topic I'm sure we'll talk about in a sec. But Austin, man, Austin's like for real. They're playing really well. I think I think as it stands right now, granted, Sunday matches haven't happened, but I think they're number one in the West, right? Yep. Which is bananas. And and it's number deserved. one number one in the uh shield uh is that right? Yeah. Really? Ahead of Philly? Mm-hmm. Yep. Dang. Yeah, I mean, in, in the West, Austin's uh first place was 17 points. That's one point ahead of LAFC. Granted, LAFC still has to play today. Um but yeah, they're they're sitting right up there. They have the most goals uh, in the West with twenty and a thirteen goal differential. Also, the top in the West. So, there. I mean, that five goal run in in the first game of the season certainly helps. Um, we thought it was like a fluke, and and they yeah, still keep pulling I mean, these cards out. It's like okay. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. not they're not going to score five every game, but they're no. it's consistent the way that yeah. they go for those mm-hmm. go for those plays. And unlike you know some some teams are up there because of you know some garbage goals or some weird kind of fluky plays. Um, Minnesota is sitting in fifth right now, uh, but yeah, they're definitely the the real deal, and they're going to keep the pressure on LA and and Galaxy. Right. Uh, and everyone else. Wild stuff. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, we got another, another thing to add, Rodrigo? No, I was just going to say this is without their star who, who's been suspended for right. investigation. So that's it, that's impressive. I, and it's, oh, and that's it's, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't expect to see him. For, yeah, I hope know. not. I mean, all I got to say is, 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 is Portland should take pointers from Austin's um, FO and whatever to how to deal with, you know, like actually when the cops come to your it? house, right? Yeah, actually, yep. deal. what happens when your cops come Ooh. to your house, kind of thing, right? Uh, NYCFC Salt Lake, my goodness. Uh, so I looked this up because last week we had another one of these four goal situations. It's called a haul, H A U L. So Castellanos, uh, with the haul, like a, like a U haul, sure, like a U haul. <laughs> we'll just call it the U haul, basically. Yeah, and then Thiago gets a goals, yes. He gets a brace. I mean, and and they're pretty spread out too. But I mean, dude was on fire. What are you gonna do? Now, granted, two of those were penalties, but then two are one of those Thiago goals was out of this world. That just that blast from way out the box, the the volley. Salt Lake got smashed. <laughs> that's that's a tough way to go down. But again, a fortuitous result for Minnesota United. Do you guys watch any of these goals? <laughs> Some of them were out of this world. I'm not a huge New York City fan, to be honest with. Like, like I think Tati just I, I just I just want to smack Tati in the face, to be honest. <laughs> Man, but but he does his job. Like, imagine if Amaria were as selfish as you say as this dude. Right, know? right. Just, no, do you have a point there? You do have a valid point there. Like he's he, he'll score. He's a great, he's a great forward, you know. Um, deserves all the accolades that he gets, except that he should literally get more yellow cards for time wasting and <laughs> diving. Because I swear to God that that guy just. Doesn't... But you know who I really for, love watching for every for that goal team? for every goal he scores, he has like two or three of 
of those right. bullets. Right, right, right. It's, it's the cornmeal way. Uh, the, the kid that I really like watching on that team, though, when I do get to watch, is uh, oh, his name is the Brazilian kid, Talas. Oh yeah, um, his name right now, Magico Talis. They call him yeah. Talis Magico. Talis Magico. I, I know, I know. It's it's Manu is his real Manu, name. But they say yeah. Ma- Magico. The magic. He's magician. he's great to watch just because yeah. his movement and off the ball. I think that's that's really really fun to watch. But besides that. And Alexander Kyans, but he's a defender, so he doesn't really get a lot um, of like screen time. But overall, he does a decent job. But yeah, yeah, cool. Um, anybody want to take some of this Generation Adidas stuff? I, I put it in here because it's kind of cool that you see the youth doing their things. We got uh, Seattle Sounders as the which one? Is, which division was this? Was this U nineteen? I can't remember. But they're that was U seventeen. U seventeen. I think so. right on. So they win the U17 against Tigres, which is cool. Right. And then and, the U15s, then, well, the U16s was Portland, right? Else? Yeah. Yeah. And they so. beat, um, man, they beat a big one too. I think they beat like, I don't remember the whole thing. I was, listen- I was listening to David Goss on the show, just talk and talk and talk. Like he's, he's got that whole thing on, on lock. Like that's like, his oh, he jam. does. He's, he does his yeah. jam. I love it. I, I haven't talked to him in, uh, about that stuff, but I was, in, I knew that some of the Minnesota United kids, we're playing on that, and so I think they made it. They they made a headway. I don't know mm-hmm. how far they've made it, and I forget it. Some of those games were televised, not televised, but streamed, um, so people could see them. Um, I thought it was, I want to say that Portland beat Man U. That that sounds right. Maybe I'm not sure. Which, which is incredible I, to even yeah. say. <laughs> but I, I I did like that um, that um, the Austin kid. Uh, one of Austin kids, he's a Minnesota kid. Micah Burton was getting a lot of accolades, and so he's a he's a Minnesota. So hopefully, we'll see if Minnesota can 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 steal him or whatnot. But we'll see. Yeah, we had some uh, we had some coaching drama over this week. I I thought one was going to be it, but no, they gave us two. Um, so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. We lose Matias Almeida. San Jose. I mean, we knew the writing was on the wall. I didn't expect I mean, it to come like this early, but uh, I mean, did we really yeah. lose them though? I mean, I figured we lost them three years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's that too. I think I think this man's been trying to get fired for the past three years. He was still he's a like, fun presence. Get me just, out of this league. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what can I do? What can I do? Oh, well, man that, marking. That's great. Let's that's, do that. That's the chaos of the whole thing, though, right? Chaos in the in the manager, in the FO, in the in the actual team itself. Just you never know what, what was going to happen with San Jose. And I, I appreciated it. I, I thought it was I thought it was fun to have him around and just uh, no, basically no. just like throw shit at the wall and see it. See what sticks. Exactly. And like, Here we go. <laughs> and, it, and, and you know what? I this past set, this this last match against uh, against Seattle, it worked. Right. I mean, that's probably one of those that, you know, but regardless, I think, you know, like getting Calvo is one thing, (laughs) but then, but then like literally putting, you know, Jack as a center back when he's a midfielder. And like, I understand his reasoning, but I was just like, I just, I just don't see it. My friend, I just don't see it. Like that's not going to happen unless, you know, your goalkeeper can now become, you know, you know, you know, rumors are that Almeida might be in the running for the 
for the Chilean national team spot. Oh, really? I, I heard I heard Liga Miyakis, but that'd be interesting. Yeah, there's some rumors, right? Right, and I hope they come to true because I love to see Vidal play center back. Interesting. <laughs> it took me a second. I had to think. I had to catch up on you. That's that's hilarious. Um, Imagine Bridget, Man Marking in Chile would be just the biggest chaos. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw this one to you, Bridget, because you had more of the inside track. This one caught me by surprise. Uh, we mentioned that come behind rally with Austin against DC. They let uh, another Argentine go. So it's, that's two Argentinos. That's a lot of asado <laughs> in MLS that, that's now off the off the menu. So Lozada is, is fired from uh, from DC United. Take it away. Yeah, I mean that's a. It was kind of a surprise to everyone. Um, that came after with three games, three losses straight. Um, not not including the Open Cup win. Um, that they had in the same week, but yeah, some interesting scenario happening there and no one really knows exactly what the deal is. Um, if you follow any of the DC supporters um, or media on Twitter, there was actually a, someone did a spaces um, with some players hopped on to talk um, talking about some of some of Losada's methods, which uh, some players really enjoyed, and it obviously worked for for some time. Right. Um, the weigh-ins and and you know being strict on diets and that stuff, and and there's some talk over you know what what extent was that taken to behind the scenes, um, and and maybe players just didn't feel like they were being treated well. Uh, but no one really knows exactly yet. Um, and the front office could do themselves a big favor by, uh, you know, just noting some of the circumstances that led to this decision because so many people are um, kind of in shock and angry. I know they, uh, a lot of the supporters groups just weren't interested in going to that last match because it was a strange decision. They weren't getting answers and, and just, we're not very happy with the entire situation. It sounds like uh, that uh, coaching drama that happened also in Atlanta, right? With their, with yep. the, yep. so, you know, another Argentinian coach who's accused of perhaps not having the physical, um, not having the best, uh, best outcome for, for their players and their health wise. Right. So, and I mean, let's admit DC United's style of playing is pressing, and it's it's it it takes a toll on your body. So like to be able to prepare for that, you do have to follow those things. But you know, it's unfortunately you know like the record speaks for itself. Losada didn't have a, a solid winning season in any of these games, right? I mean, they were close to playoffs last year, uh, but that's about it. And so I think um, I think. Uh, DFO and everybody else was like, you know what, we we've seen this, we we're not happy with it, and I do agree. It's 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 weird to have it done so early, specifically after after a win, um, and during a week, and then losing to Austin, which is a different thing. Um, but just overall, it's just I think it, there's more internal turmoil than 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 they're letting <laughs> down that we don't know about that probably led to the decision. So. Oh yeah. And he, I mean, he was taken by surprise as well. Um, so there's some aspect of this where uh, maybe the conversations being had weren't really seen the same way by everyone. 
uh, for him to kind of be in shock at the decision. Um, you know, I mean, there's plenty of occasions where the coaches know that they're like stepping on toes maybe and, and are maybe pushing the limits of what the owners and the FO might, you know, uh, might just go along with for the sake of the team. But um, yeah, like, I mean, we don't know what was happening behind the scenes. So I have a question for both of you. If you had to, re- if you've got, if you had to replace Heath with either Almeida or Losada, which one would you pick? Losada. Really? Okay. I think so. Almeida for the uh, entertainment factor. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I go with chaos. <laughs> I, I, just, I go you with chaos. chaos. I want the chaos. Plus, we get the good wine and the good, the, the good wine. And I mean, I mean, the sweater game is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, that that is a factor I did not consider. That is, that is okay. I'm starting to waver. <laughs> I mean, he's he is one of the best, one of the best dressed, yeah, uh, coaches. And and before he got fired, you know, and that's because Lucci left. Yep. But besides that, he was one of the best. So that's interesting. Though now that I think about it, so it's Almeida, Losada, and then also um, Heinze. So that's that's three Argentines yeah. all within a, the span of not even two years. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. All and I mean, two of them like. Didn't Almeida and Heinze played together on the national team? Yeah, I don't think Losada. I don't. I don't. He's he's younger, so he wouldn't have been in that. Yeah, you know, I don't think that, so. Uh, group. Ha! Huh. That that sounds like some MJ MJ Anon. Get on that. Oh no! Please don't don't encourage MJ. <laughs> my Twitter right. my Twitter mentions are going MJ, to be turn, for turn like three days. Pod. MJ, turn it off. Yeah. No, this is not fair because Eric's no longer on Twitter. So that when he says MJ, True. do this. Me and Bridget get dragged into like some like <laughs> yeah. rabbit hole of yeah. like Twitter. And some, Twitter sometimes like, we what? just pretend to be you. And no. uh, <laughs> that's right. I love it. Uh, let's do some open cup. Let's. Uh, I'll start with the Chicago Union Omaha. This one was basically Chicago's to just take, and then I don't know if this is touche or touche or touch, but however you pronounce it, he gets a very very late 122nd double uh extra time goal to tie the thing up and then in penalties it goes all the way to pk's union omaha knock out chicago fire so they are moving on good for them and this one is probably the bigger story we, 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 that we can tie into uh this week in racism um detroit city host columbus and pretty convincingly detroit city win this thing two to one um columbus kind of in a rough way uh zardes recently traded but uh, atmosphere looked absolutely incredible. It was the, the stadium just looked raucous and amazing, like you want to see with the flares and everybody just moving and shaking for the whole match. I mean, it looked it looked awesome. It looked like a lot of fun. Um, so, congrats! It, it's always good to see the lower division teams knocking out MLS teams. I love it. Um, Bridget Rodrigo, whoever wants it, let's talk a little bit about this just absolute trash hit piece of an article that comes out. Um, SB Nation, right? Um, just really dragging Detroit city again. We've kind of seen this before, but I mean, this one just go ahead. I'll I'll let you take it from there. Where do we even start? I I don't know. It's like, I learned this from you because I saw you posted on Twitter and like, we recently had. I feel like it was was it last week or two shows ago? It hasn't yeah, been that long. Well, there's, ago. there's been two, so this is our third yeah. Detroit story. Yeah. Damn, number three. The first one, the first one was the uh, Riverhounds yep. fans mm-hmm. 
taking pictures uh, very much in the same vein as this. And then last week was the um, the other coach talking about the smoke and the, the smoke. And right. So literally almost three weeks going now, man, <laughs> yep. leave Detroit yep. city alone. Honestly, go ahead. Take it from there. I mean, I mean, when I, when I, when ahead. I saw it and I was like, what is this? So, so, so of course, Bridget says, please don't retweet, don't click. And I was like, all right, well, I need to know what this is. So I look at it and I just, I, I like, like literally you, you, you could have just an editor, just, you know, hash out, 80% of this article just to be able to leave the facts of what was going on. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, that's not even like what they were going for. I don't think no. this wasn't meant to be a recap. This was obviously meant to be like a, a supporters culture thing, which we, we see a lot of those here. I mean, I've published a few, um, you know, fans who traveled gets, gets a, to write a little thing about the, about the journey. And this journey was uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to like retweet it on Twitter just to like give them more clicks and more likes. But um, the whole thing, this this guy. <laughs> well, we'll start with let, let me start with what I saw first. So Wes actually tweeted this out um, in reference to. Uh, a crime that this person says he may have committed. That's like the third paragraph of this piece. With some fans carrying open alcoholic beverages across the parking lot, a cop came speeding towards them. Then a man came out of a cashed advance store yelling F you to the officer standing outside the door. The man then refused to move his hands from his pockets. This is where some fans started getting nervous, charging forward to get into a subway while others positioned themselves behind a brick pillar. As it turned out, he, the man arrested was married to a woman at the subway and seemingly is the most arrested man in Hamtrak. Unclear. <laughs> it is unclear what went down in the cash advance store. You can leave it there. It's so bad. <laughs> it's, wow. so what does it have to do with anything? Like, like what there's no crime yeah. or violence anywhere close to any stadiums. Anywhere. Exactly. Just, come right. on. And then, I mean, it goes on to talk about how there's, there's houses... Um, and a community like within 20 feet of the pitch. Yes, okay, it's a community so. stadium. It's built there. It was put there on purpose to be part of um, this community. And uh, as we mentioned, well, you, you brought it up one of these last times that it's that it's such a historic neighborhood yeah. with like, and especially he, with the civil right. Go ahead. Yeah. He even like has a nod to that in this piece opened in 1936 by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, whose name he spells incorrectly, by the way. He <laughs> where stadium has said other famous visitors over its storied history. Um, but then goes on to trash it immediately in the next sentence. Stadium is owned by the Hamtrak Public Schools and is used as a football field as well as DC's home stadium. It seemingly had only one bathroom that had lines that ran half the length of, length of the stadium. I have never been at a stadium where there is not a line for a bathroom. Exactly. Um, the pitch was small, narrow turf, uh, and overall not what the crew prefers to play on. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's, let's, each, let's, yeah. and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but each paragraph just gets worse. It does. Uh, it does. <laughs> just leave Detroit City alone, honestly, guys. Come on. I don't get and it. It's, it's, I don't get it. It's one thing if it's like a small, like open cup thing, but this is like. SB Nation, like this gets blasted to millions of people. Right. Like this is this is one of those things that you 
as I tweeted, keep it in your drafts, share it in a little newsletter to your little group of people. Right. This is everywhere. Right. This is this is the this is the the Republican legislator who emails all her Republican friends jokes about Obama, right? Um, and then and then gets blasted <laughs> out because it gets found out. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. It hits the reply all. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Includes the forgets the that it's words are public. Public right. yeah. uh, Leave horrible. City yeah. alone. And that's why I'm glad Detroit City won because I was like, good. Yes. I'm like, do it. And I mean, this is, um, you know, a place where like it's historic, but also it's like, it's just a, it's an, it looks like a really great atmosphere in yes! the sense of like being yeah, able to. Like, team. They're a community exactly, owned team. Focus on that stuff. Yeah. It's this like is cup. exactly what's mm-hmm. so great about the Open Cup. And that's, I mean, I mean you, you travel to these smaller community stadiums and you get to see a big team play a little team in a backyard pitch. Yep. It's that's the whole point. Right. And I think for me, it's just like, you know, like I'm a city kid and I grew up in, in Lima as a city kid. How would I love to be able to just be able to walk outside my door and knowing that there's a, there's a professional team there. Right. Yeah. Walk, walk out on your right. front stoop. And, and, and even watch. in St. Paul, like I have to drive to get to a field, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> So like it's like I have to drive it anyway, but like be able to walk out my door, walk a block or two, and then go, oh look, there's a soccer field, right? I'm like, oh, like the, the people playing, I should go check it out. I mean, it's just it's just intertwined with with community and intertwined yeah. with with history, and it's just I just it just feels like like you know suburban people coming into the inner city, and and just thinking that they have an that they have a valuable opinion to talk about yep. that. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said last time, it's like someone coming to a, a United game and then, you know, standing in front of the now defunct BP station, um, which or, I believe has been demolished. Or the Midway, saying, the, or the Midway yeah. Lake that's yeah. in, uh, <laughs> yep. in the parking lot. So scary. And then saying, oh my God, this is the city that this fancy, imagine building a stadium right here. Okay, well. <laughs> There's brown and black people. I'm so scared. <laughs> it was unrest a mile away. <laughs> there was unrest. Nice. There, were, there were humans walking with different colored skin. Right. Unrest. I can't wait till they walk by the uh, love doctor and they're like, oh. right. All the religious folk that come to the game walk by the love doctor. That'd be that's perfect. The story that should be being told is that Detroit City were a model for Minnesota Aurora mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of the structure and community ownership. Like there's your fucking story, write that story. That's what we should be yeah. reading. All right, let's move on. Um, so also in the, in the uh, open cup, we had Ford Madison hosting Minnesota. We talked about that one a little bit last week. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it. Wednesday night is a, is a busy teaching night for me. Uh, so I'll throw to you two. The final score is two nil Minnesota. Um, looks like they put in, it, was it kind of like an A and B mix? I mean, Hunu and Kalman both both score, but uh, take it away. I will throw to you, awesome partner. Um, I only got to watch the first half because I had to coach at seven. <laughs> well, one of the things too is just that, um, um, you know, Unu was there, and I think it was um, um, Don Lottie and um, I think did 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 Bongi play? I think he was in there in there, but. It, but regardless, I mean, like it was, it was, it was interesting to see how um, forward Madison was trying to press them, 
and mm-hmm. we literally had an outlet for every press that they had. I think people were bypassing the new a lot, which really frustrated me because he was literally like begging for the ball to be able to get to her. And I think the the announcers, uh, one of the announcers made a comment, which I totally agree upon, was like, look, I think maybe it was Jamie Watson because I think Jamie was calling that game too, right? It was it was Jamie and Cal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jamie made a comment as like, you know, as to, um, you know, even if it's just a one-two touch, that gives the player that's looking to touch the ball, like, you know, the confidence to come back and do that again. And that builds that relationship with that player because um, not only is that player passing the ball back, you, you know, you it's like this whole like thing, like, and, and, and it works, right? And I think as people started passing the ball, he started to be able to create a little bit more. Um, and overall, like, it was totally us with possession and us with creating opportunities um done a lot of offside a couple of times so that means he's back to normal in that type of sense um i thought it was it was it was good to be able to see some of that you know and i i really wish we could have seen better like the atmosphere i know it's open cup i'm not gonna i'm not gonna trash any of the um uh, of the video people but like you know what the camera, <laughs> the camera <laughs> like, we couldn't see so that's that's the thing with Open Cup. I mean, you get ESPN's contracted video people, and, and I mean, a lot of people were uh, were directing those comments at Ford Madison, and they literally have nothing to do with the camera when ESPN is involved. Um, and we're tweeting throughout the ninety minutes. We are working on finding a solution because ESPN wouldn't let them just like hand them a towel. Um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of an interesting one to watch, just uh, if you want to feel like you're swimming through um, a video as you're watching. Uh, and Eric, like you said, yeah, it was it was kind of a mix. I mean, Dunlady was up top, Unu was was playing the 10 uh, behind him and really oh, that's mixing things up there. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then Bongi did start on the left. Uh, Hansen was on Unu's right. Um, Rosales and Hayes as the center mids, Fisher, Kalman, Kibanguchi, and Taylor on the back line. And then Miller um, got a run out as well. Uh, Miller did have to face quite a few shots and there was some, there were definitely some passing issues through the midfield as as we know well. Uh, But Unu got the first goal and Kalman hit the header on on a corner um, Mm -hmm. later on. First half wasn't great. I mean, the, like as Rodrigo was saying, like they were creating a little bit, but passing wasn't really there and, and getting that chemistry going wasn't really there, but uh, really changed quite a bit with, um, with that first goal. Uh, should also mention Gasper came back. He was on the bench for this one. Cool. Um, he came in in like the... 83rd minute or something um approximately 90 seconds later he got a yellow card so he's he's back back. baby (laughs) (laughs) Um, welcome back welcome back welcome can i ask about this uh this red card uh flamingo's red card in 84th what happened there um slight tackle studs up or something like that yeah yeah so it was it was first a red card and on review they actually um they 
rescinded that and just made it yellow. And it was his, it was Drew Connor's first yellow. Um, but yeah, it looks like it was kind of a, I think his studs were actually down. So if they had been up, if they had been up and I think that's what the official saw, um, cause it was kind of hard to see on the, on the video too, but, um, I think he thought studs were up and that's why he pulled the red. Uh, and then on replay, you see that he's actually like trying not to do that. Mm. Um, and so it was rescinded, but, uh, it did make, it did make things a little, a little heated in like the last 10 minutes or so, Yeah, uh, kept it interesting, but wow. yeah, I mean, clean sheet for Miller. He did have to make a few saves. Um, it was good to see him get some minutes. It was good to see Bongi start. Um, obviously good to see Uno get, get a few minutes and actually score a goal. Whether that goal counts for Heath um, when it comes against a USL side, I don't know. And judging from yesterday, no. Well, I mean, at least he got his. He got like what three minutes less than this last game. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't even notice until the game was over. Honestly, yeah. he was. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. he, he he at least he got like a couple of minutes, which is better than he had previous games. So let's let's talk briefly about the ultimate uh, Cinderella story. Oh, sorry, something else to add? No, Let go ahead. Uh, our Northern Colorado hailstorm, which we've mentioned before on this program, again did not exist as a club until last year in the middle of the pandemic. And they played their first match in existence in this tournament in round one. Listeners, esteemed co-hosts, they are still alive. This is the story. I love this story so much. Um, a late 70-minute goal uh, gives them a 1-0 win in Salt Lake, beating RSL. Man, go Hailstorm. I want this team to go as far as they can. It, it is a beautiful, beautiful Cinderella story. So I know I know that we had that draw. Who did they get? I think they got uh, Omaha, You need right? Omaha, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be tricky, but nonetheless. So so check it. So, so if they are able to beat Union Omaha and Minnesota plays Colorado, right? So in right. theory, we could, have a, we could have a Hailstorm Minnesota in the next round. Yeah, technically we oh, could. Yeah. Come on, universe. Be nice. Playing it. <laughs> yeah. Be perfect Make if we get happen. actually a hailstorm middle of the game if that happens, right? You know? Yeah, that's you know, considering the way the weather's been, that would right. be yep. probable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think it's it's you know, this is one of the reasons you love watching the open cup. It's just you don't everything's up to chance. Who wants it more? And there's usually, you know, the the upperiness of some MLS teams that think they shouldn't that, that overlook or overlook their opponents. And I mean, at the Uni Omaha Chicago game was a perfect, perfect sort of that. I was watching mm-hmm. the PKs on that thing. It was so much fun. Yep, like, it yep. was great. Uh, May 11th. So that that's when Minnesota hosts the Rapids at Allianz and kind of see what happens from there, but let's go hailstorm as far as you can. Um, we got him. In- Official announcement, we, we kind of knew this was already happening, but MLS All-Star uh, match again here in St. Paul at Allianz. That's happening on August 10th. Um, got a bunch of information. There's some MC that I've never heard of and other events and things too. So cool, sure, whatever. I mean, tickets, I don't know. Season, season ticket holders, like... I'm old, like, they're like, Khalid. I'm like, oh, like DJ Khalid? Nah, it's a different guy. <laughs> 
totally different person. No. Same genre, sort of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a season ticket holder or in the preserve, you discounted early access tickets. Um, tickets to the skills contest as well, and I do believe Goalie Wars might be making a comeback. I think they're kind of Wait, hinting at that. Are you serious? Because I'll buy I'll buy tickets just to see Goalie Wars. To be honest, I think I think there's a chance. Like we had a conversation. I don't know, but there is a chance. Um, we, we had a conversation in this family as to like if we're going to go to the MLS, and like G's like G's like, I don't want to go to the skill challenge. These are all professional players. They can they can hit the crossbar <laughs> anytime they want to. I want to be able are to watch go to the game. match. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. I mean, it all yeah. depends on. I wonder how much the tickets like are. Well, like I saw some people posting pictures of like G- general GA was like a season ticket holders. They were like twenty bucks or fifteen bucks. They were getting two for thirty. Okay. Right, getting a discount, right? So, like for 40, 50 bucks, you can, you, you can, yeah, I mean, the they're, that's not bad, I think. They're, they want to fill the seats and, and they're going to make that happen primarily with the season ticket holders, presumably. Right. So, I'm just, just going to wait until, you know, but there's, the realtors come into town and, and maybe they can give us <laughs> all some tickets. You know? There's other stuff. So, there's other stuff too, and some of it's free. I mean, the, uh, so the All-Star game is on Wednesday the 10th. Skills Challenge is on Tuesday. Uh, on Monday, I believe, the unified teams will be playing as well. And the second teams, um, there's going to be an MLS Next Pro All-Star hmm. game as well. And those That's will cool. be free out at NSC. Um, and there's some other events going on out there too. So if you want to just be part of the party but not pay for you know, going to the all-star game and, and all that stuff. There's still a bunch of activities and stuff to do um, and community efforts, uh, which haven't all been announced yet, but sure. uh, yeah, it's, it's well, not he- just going to be like one day of, you know, flash. right. Right. Thank you. Thank you. It's like a multiple day thing, right? Like yeah. two or three it's, days. It's going to be, yeah, basically the week you can, um, something I learned is that apparently if you're, you're hosting, uh, this thing, you get to be the coach of the MLS all-star. So Adrian Heath is the coach of the MLS all-star, right. which kind of makes me nervous and a little no, angry. It's going awesome. to be awesome because he also, I think has some say, um, on a couple picks of players. Yep. So that should be really interesting to see what will happen with that. My if, money is I mean, that. My money in hope is that, you know, his son gets into like a 10 day contract and then he gets him to, to play in the all star game. That would be awesome. The most chaotic thing ever. And I would another, another, another red from the bench. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah I mean, be. chaos. That's why we watch these games. Chaos. Absolutely. I, I would love to see Tati Castellanos just like yell at him or shove him or something like that. Like, Sure. You know what? I will pay 30 bucks for that. You know, <laughs> um, let's do NWSL really quick. So we had, uh, we had on regular CBS yesterday. In fact, North Carolina courage and Washington spirit, they tied two, two that was, that allowed the courage to clinch their semifinal spot in the tournament. Uh, Gotham and pride also tied one, one. Then you had San Diego and Olympic rain tie one, one, and that allowed the rain to clinch their semifinal spot as well. Uh, anything to add there, Rodrigo? You are the NWSL uh, connoisseur. Well, I mean, I think 
I didn't catch, but um, Portland is going through a bit of COVID. And I think it's like six yeah, pandemic is still happening, by the way. Yeah, I know, right? So, like, oh, they forgot. Great. <laughs> so, like, six. I, th- I don't, I, if someone wants to look it up, we can look it up. But I know, like, Sophia Smith is in protocol. And I think there's a bunch of other players that are. are I think on, it was uh, like a handful of, of key players. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so that's, that's going to make it really interesting um, because they were supposed to play, they played a day. Um, at 8 p.m. against Angel City, so I it's don't a know. Depleted squad. Yeah. I so, but I mean, I mean, we'll we'll get to see Moultrie play for sure now. Yeah. Starting, I mean, unless they were one of the players that got. Um, uh, let's see. I can't really think of. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, let's let's take a break and and we'll do Minnesota United from yesterday, and we can just throw internationals in there as well. Um, does that work for you all? Cool. All right. We'll be back. Hi, this is Lisa Watch. And no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show where we talk about the Loons game as well as other MLS news and scores and international news. So, um, so good. Like a pro over there. I know, but I, I was really sad about this whole thing. Yeah, that started off. I mean, that's that's the big thing that kind of came out of uh, out of yeah. nowhere. Go ahead. Like, so Minnesota United announced, uh, put out a statement on midfielder Hassani Dotson. Um, we've all kind of heard it uh, um, through the grapevine, but Minnesota United today confirmed that midfielder Hassani Dotson has torn his anterior cruciate ligament, ACL tear, in his right knee and will undergo surgery in the coming days, which means that Dotson is out for the rest of the season. And I literally had like a heartbreak because this is the year he was supposed to like finally get the amount of playing time he needs to be. And he was not in the position we wanted to, but because of the necessity and his versatility, he was getting playing time. And then to have this happen in training, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's yet another blow in, in training. Um, no less, uh, but yeah, non, non-contact injury. Um, it was reported pretty much immediately. I mean, it was during an open session. So, uh, reporters were there, saw this whole thing. Um, and then they shut down training, uh, after that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to take a toll on the whole team. And I mean, we're gonna, we're going to see real fast what the impact of, such a utility player really is. Oh, we did. Uh, we'll talk yeah, about we, that. I mean, we saw it a bit in the first half last night. Um, that's a great but, transition, actually. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's so it's going to be tough. But it, with with his fitness and he's young, I mean, we saw Jordan Morris come back and 
what eight nine months yeah it was pretty remarkable how quick yeah yeah. so i mean uh on the broadcast last night they also noted that there may have been some meniscus damage as well which is fairly common with acl but yeah um, was this from the he didn't play in the open cup right it was probably before that no it was it was in training on friday that this happened damn brutal the only good thing though the only good thing on this whole thing is like i know he's missing his family because his family is not in minnesota and so, like, he's a new dad, you know, and all the other stuff. So at least, you know, I'll give him a time to just uh, spend time with family, special time with family, and then just be able to re-energize through that and hopefully come back even stronger. Uh, yeah. But like you said, that does put a lot of, I don't want to say so much pressure, but just the problem with what we have is we have players that can play certain positions, but we don't have a player like, Sonny Dotson, who can play different positions. And so, Swiss Army. Um, so, you know, when you can have a Swiss Army player, that's two players in one, and that's two substitutions you would have to do nowadays. So that's going to be, Correct. if I don't, you know, I think our substitutions has been averaging maybe like two per game. That might stay at two or three, depending on uh, or, um, more depending on, on what situation it is, which was something that we sort of saw at this game against um, the Chicago Fire. So Before we get into it really quick, I want to throw it to uh, to Bridget to talk a little bit about this epic TIFO. And I did not get the memo uh, because I basically walked in and was told to grab something and it, it was already up. So I, I missed the whole thing. Apologies. Um, but it looked phenomenal. Obviously, I've seen the video and I've seen the, the photos now, but Bridget, why don't you give the rundown? Because you got you got to see the whole thing on the screen, and I bet it was pretty sweet. Well, I mean, they didn't show much of it on the broadcast. I got the photos later from from some of the awesome photographers that uh, that work these games. Um, but yeah, it was a, a Wonderwall inspired uh, piece. Probably, I think it's the largest TIFO uh, done at Allianz. Um, I think they said something like Sorry, 200 huge. hours of 200 hours was, of work so yeah yeah I, I ended up being in a different spot above the uh the drums the thunder wall and i mean it covered all the way up that whole section i was amazed how how tall it went sorry go ahead yeah it was um so central banner with with the loon uh and a drawing of the stadium and then um different panels that said the roads are winding um lights are blinding and then you saved me in a in another panel a nod to the wonderwall lyrics um i know there, there was some confusion on twitter just because they uh phrased things differently just to keep things shorter um and more like abstract kind of uh, so there's some confusion over what that it was, all it was meant. a great poem <laughs> it yes yes <laughs> it was like a haiku in a sense yeah 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 i think i think that's what made it really cool and unique um but it confused quite a few people no, i mean it, so many it, it did but it reminded you a lot of the bundesliga banners that yeah that big and so like yeah. that, that was one of the it's things the entire first section yep yeah. i was like i was like i was like wait i've been watching a bundesliga game is this and i was like oh wow so when when i saw pictures of that i was like that's, that, that's yeah. a great job great nod to yep. all the folks involved all the supporter groups that were able to help out that was, was a job well done yeah 
Uh, DC might need my new email because apparently I'm not getting the information either on time, but that's all right. Yeah, and, and you're off Twitter, so there's a lot of Twitter talk about it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm off Twitter. Yeah, I'm doing it to myself then, I guess. I mean, that's... And after a thing like that, they always put out the call for volunteers, so if you're if you're listening to this and kind of wondering how you can get involved and help, I mean, there's... When TIFO happens, like Eric said, you can volunteer for TIFO deployment and be, like, either early be read in on how it's deployed, but... If you're sitting in the Wonderwall section, you're expected to help out a little bit. And if that's you right. walk in and they say, here, hold this, you yep. hold it. That's what that's you do. generally how it goes. <laughs> two minutes, like two minutes earlier, I would have been all up in it. It was, it was tight. It was really close. Yeah. Um, okay. Now let's go into this. We already talked a little bit about the ah, kind of snooze fest first half. I don't, I mean, I took some notes, but they're not really, I mean, you had an expected really, really stout defense in Chicago. And a good defense and probably a little bit better attacking core with Minnesota. And it just kind of played to like this uh, <laughs> stalemate for like the first half, right? I mean, there were some highlights like Reynoso got a couple. Something weird happened in the 10th minute on the opposite side of me. Maybe, uh, Bridget, you can speak to this where it looked like Reynoso scores, but then it ends up being a corner and it was far away i didn't quite he, grasp exactly what happened was he off sides at that point i don't know maybe that's a, a there, there was another one where where it was an offside call um okay. yeah reynoso was called offside on one there was also a free kick where he sent it it might have skimmed under the crossbar if slanina hadn't gotten like a fingertip on it so he sent it over resulting in a corner which was kind of glad you mentioned his name i enjoy watching him when they were still you know 11 11 people on the pitch or 10 in front of him slonina it's hard he's he's a child i forget that he's i thought he was 17 17 17 17 and so and so one of the best chants of the night was you're not even old enough to drink um (laughs) from the wonder wall that one came through loud and clear on the broadcast and it was but i mean that there's a lot of talent there for, for oh that for sure group. yeah and I yeah. and I he kept, I hear that go ahead he kept he kept Chicago in it for the first half and, yep. and same for Dane so mm-hmm. I was gonna say that I, I think the uh, the Polish national team is is in contact with him because I believe his parents are both Polish um, so, yeah. which would be phenomenal if, if he I mean they're in the World Cup so if he goes as like a backup keeper for Poland. At 17, are you kidding me? I mean, I go as the water boy just to be in a World Cup. Seriously, game. seriously. Like, uh, yes, I will sit on the bench happily. Let's go. That's right. Pretty, pretty amazing. Um, let me say this about Shakiri really quick. He's, I don't know, he's a little past his prime as well. The main thing I want to say. But having said that, that dude, I put it here, and I kind of mean this like tongue in cheek, but also kind of seriously. Marvel's going to reboot the X Men. The new, the new Marvel. Can we please cast Shakiri as Wolverine? Because like that little body type is like the perfect Wolverine. I, I don't know what he can do for facial hair, but just this like short, stout little box of a dude that's like all muscle. He's Wolverine. Come on. Just need to, uh, <laughs> just need to send him some sharpies and just draw on some facial hair that it will yeah. assemble. No, I mean, I, here's one thing that I thought that was really interesting is I waved at uh, White Amsberg. Right. And I'm really yes. happy for him because, you know, he was he's he was right in front of us United. for yep. the second half. Yeah, and he did. A, he did. He he did a, a decent job. Like he did a really good mm-hmm. job, except for like, you know, they screwed up on that goal. But 
Yeah, that one ball was definitely on is. him. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he is that? tall, man. He's like what yeah. six four, six five. Yeah, he's tall. Yeah, I I thought our lineup was really interesting. You know, um, we go with a two with blah, 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 blah. sorry, we go with a four two three one, and then we have Trap and Ariaga as a double six type or six eight type thing. Fragapane gets his start on the left again. And you know, honestly, I don't know if it's because he's injured. He's coming, still coming back from his injury, but he, he just looks off. And I think to he looks terrible. That, I put it in here. He, he looks terrible. He doesn't have like you know. I think I think he misses Chase to be honest with, because Chase would actually get him the ball. Yeah, they they need those overlapping runs, and it's yep. not happening with Trap. Yep. And so the overlapping runs from our fullbacks that we usually get. Are not happening. So Kamar Lawrence and O'Neill Fisher, you know, try to do their best, but it's not working. And so, like, that really puts Fragapane on a on an island out there that really can't do anything. And, and he tries to overdo things. There was a lot of chances where like things could have happened, but they weren't happening because we were being a little bit too kind to each other and giving that extra pass. Amaria could have shot a couple of times. There's just um, overall. Um, we were having the possession and creating the attack, but we weren't being lucky at all. Anything else in that? And I think um, I know. Pris- I know people like Prisbilko, but t- as- that man whines for every damn call, and like he's just like it's like he's like it, it. It irks me when I find players that do that. It just irks me. I was like, okay, I get it. First couple of times, yes, maybe, right? But you- every call, I'm like, all right, you know, you, you know. But I mean, I thought um, you know the Chicago came out. In a four-two-three-one as well, and whenever we play another team that has similar formation, it was um, it gets a little muddled, and there's a lot of like messiness and passes don't really are accurate, or we we lose the ball, and then it's just another counter. But we just absorbed each other attack, and like it was more ominous that for us that we were creating more, we were just unable to finish. That first half felt, for me at least, fair, right. As to who it felt was doing long that. to me, it felt very <laughs> like we were we were loud and we were having fun. Like I felt like the crowd was the, the Wonderwall was maybe more boisterous than normal for whatever reason. I mean, probably because I was like right next to the drums and everything was just like thumping. But it, it felt like there was really good energy with what we were doing. But I looked up multiple times the clock. I'm like, how are there still 15 minutes left in this thing? It was <laughs> that half was definitely if if some poor neutral turned into the tuned into the first half of this one, yeah. you know, just to see something different. I would bet that they turned it off after like yes. 30 seconds. It was yeah. it was just not not interesting, not really compelling, not what we would expect from playing Chicago. I mean, I mm-hmm. I expected the end of the second half that type of action, which we'll get to. I expected that yeah. from like from the beginning. Um, and yeah, Sh- Shakiri's not, uh, I mean, he is kind of like Dotson in that you can put him anywhere just to disrupt some space. Um, and he will take up space and he will own that space. Uh, he's like, he's like box all, but you know, two feet shorter. Um, he's a box. He's a box. Yeah. He's, like box. <laughs> yep. He's, yep. He's, he's a character. He, he's got the body type of a character from uh, World, my, Minecraft. So yeah, 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 yeah. But he's he's not the guy you want to go to to move the ball. And no, uh, we've got a few of those on on the Minnesota side as well. So that was it's true. It was kind of a 
who can lose the ball in the most dangerous spot first? Mm-hmm. No, we love that game. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump to second half because things drastically turn here. Um, I actually made this comment about I was thinking about Fragapane, like how poorly he was, and 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 to your credit, Rodrigo, you're right. It's not necessarily all his fault. Um, losing losing out on um, Dotson and and his other friends, yes, that that's part of it as well. But as as soon as I made that and I and I wrote it down, we get a substitution, a dual substitution, and both Abu Danladi and Bongi come in, and I'm just like, oh, thank you, <laughs> like yes, here we go, uh, much much needed. Um, then we get into this like this corner fest situation. I lost track how many corner kicks Minnesota United ended up having. I, there were at least three. That seems like low though. There might have been like four or five. I mean, I, I just had that scarf. I mean, there, yeah, like, I think it was three just in that short like three minute time span. Not even three there were minutes. a lot. There were a lot. Nothing comes from it. But then we go to the 71st minute uh, with a goal from Reynoso. But let's be real. The star of this goal, the maker of this goal is Bongi, just completely dispossesses uh, one of the defenders, uh, makes a cut, sees Reynoso wide open, pass one time, he buries it. But, man, the guy, Bongi, man, what, what can you say? I, I know there's this idea of, I'm sure Heath is thinking he's the super sub, let's use him as the super sub, but just the energy that this player brings and – I think he's being played properly where he needs to be played in. I think if you look at it, like in the last two, uh, in the game against uh, the Rapids, it, it was a similar thing. We we weren't getting the answers that we needed. We weren't getting the results. So you had to be able to switch the attack, and in order to do that, you you have to be able to bring in people that can that can provide that cover ground, and um, and that switches the formation a little bit to like a. Four five one that turns into like a four four two kind of thing when when you're attacking, which works great for um for Dunlady because all he has to do is he's got to take care of a quarter of the field before he's he's in the safe zone of, of the midfield and it helps and it helps our our fullbacks because they're no longer attacks to go to keep on going forward or trying to go forward yeah. and so then it settles that midfield and it kind of like creates a line of cover for like for like Reynoso to just kind of hide yeah. behind. And then get the ball and start start making start trying to get open. So like I get that Bongi does a lot of work and brings in the energy, and I agree with you. This this goal was 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 beautiful. We saw it right in front of us. Um, he he intercepted a ball, took it, and dribbled into the box. And as soon as he saw that there were two defenders coming in, waited literally at the last minute to use the uh, use part of his foot just to tap it to Reynoso, who was already inside. The top of the box, and he just placed it perfectly. I mean, that that was a beautiful yeah, goal. I mean, he's Bongi seems to be like the disruptor. His, I mean, he can create, but he's not going to be. Um, he's not a like a long game guy. You know, he's not creating for five steps ahead. He's he's making those spaces uh, for Reynoso to um, to find and to get into, which up in up until that point, he's basically trying to find himself as, as the other strikers are kind of, kind of probing that space, but not, not really getting anywhere. And we saw the same thing with last season, bringing in Nico Hansen in like the last 10 minutes. And those games changed um, quickly uh, with a player like that. And then we saw Nico start a few games and his impact was very different um 
or just less impactful to begin with. Um, so yeah, I think I think Bongi is Bongi's that guy off the bench. Whether whether that means you bring him in in the last ten minutes every time, or bring him in and like after the half, um, but just to mix things up, especially yep. with a game like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Heath on the broadcast, Heath had told them after the half that uh, they didn't interview him on camera, but they paraphrased that he said if they don't make adjustments. I will make the adjustments, hoping that the guys on the pitch, the starters would um, would kind of change things up a little bit, which they did not. So he did, and that and that's Bongi. And I think having that on your bench is huge. Yeah, that that's fair. But I'm I'm definitely on the start Bongi train, and we'll get to that. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, see I'd, that I'd love to. He's not I'd love yet. to see it. I would love to see it yeah. if we had more people like him who could carry that exactly. through. The we full don't. 90 plus minutes and yeah we do not have that yeah you're gonna put nico uh, hansen in that position except and, and accept the same results no it's not gonna yeah. happen yeah i mean as, well, as much as to, I like it's, it's like putting a guy like ray in in the 85th minute what is he gonna do right. like that's for for bongi's style like it's not I don't think it works. He's not playing I'm, a long game. The train, the train's moving, and I'm already on. I'm sorry. Well, that's, that's fine. I mean, if you <laughs> if you want to put him if you want to put him in to score six goals in the first twenty minutes, so that you can then park the bus. Right. I mean, sure. I, I think it works. I, I think it's for for all of us who've been following this team for this long is like we've always had a plan A, right? And for that long time, that it became that four two three one. That was our plan A. Once Ray came in, that four two three one really became into into our plan but we never really had a plan b like at, we tried the 433 not really you know we tried the 352 not really great right i mean now we have an uh like a 451 that turns into a 442 when you need to chase the game type of thing with the personnel that can play that role and you can switch into that specifically when you need to switch a tempo in a game and i don't think you should mess with that we saw RSL in the playoffs last year. The way the reason they made it that far is because we had they had a plan B. They had two players that they could bring in and change the game, and and for them it did. And I don't see why we should should try not to do the same thing. Like it works if it works for us, fine. And if and if it works to move all put all of your strikers on the pitch and have them play in a supporting role and put Lude in, in as your as your striker. So freaking weird. It works. They keep doing uh. it. And you know what? Let's let's just roll with it. I mean, it's just yeah. yeah. Let me let me pull it back here. So, 76 minute. um, Somebody I can't remember who gets the red card. I this happened like basically right in front of us, and I did not see it. Can you? Could somebody elaborate? Uh, Was it it a bad tackle? I know it was a second yellow to the to the red. Yeah, it was a bad. Yeah, it it was a bad. I mean, Lude saw it coming and got out of the way. It it could have been nasty. Got it. It, it, it sort of looked like a dive because the because he was Lude's actions were covered. For, yeah, he for, was he was kind of hopping over it, yeah, but it mm-hmm. kind of looked like he was just gonna. So like roll. from the back, it looks like you know he got totally clipped. So if he sold it and got it, good for him. I don't I don't have a problem with that. Um, Navarro got the double yellow and was heated about it and had to be able to. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, that 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 I did see. There was there were words. I thought I thought he was gonna like throw hands at the ref like it got I, pretty close i was sure he was gonna have to be escorted off yeah yeah um 
he was he was waiting for that VAR check, and and once mm-hmm. that came through to his credit, he did walk off once once that happened. Um, but yeah, he was definitely not not happy. Yep. So and then- what proceeds from here? I thought was really interesting because this is one of the first times then when we talked about this before we started recording where Minnesota United um, know that this is a wounded team. They're a man down and they hit the gas. And that was cool to see like these last 15 minutes that really has not happened in six years. Generally when a team goes man down or two man down, we get beat. (laughs) That's, that's kind of, it's kind of the MO. Um, So this was cool to see Uh, 83rd minute. Adiaga scores Ray uh, puts in the corner and sometimes I just forget how tall that guy is too. Cause I mean, granted they're, they're losing a man for coverage now, but that guy, he was, over he everybody. was wide open on that, on that corner. He was like, he, he was, was wide open, but, even if, but I think he was like a head taller than everybody that was still even close to him. Yeah. But still you don't leave, unless you're Cowboy, you don't leave. You don't have to get, you don't have to get like face even with them. You just have to block them out. And, 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 no and again, maybe that, do that. Right. Like maybe that was a blown coverage thing. Just being a man down and they're just like, oh crap, we forgot. I, I get it, but you, it shouldn't happen. I, I really like right. a celebration where he like goes over to give a high five to Rosales and he just freezes. Yeah. And then you're cool. like, what's going on? And then they just hug. And I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, like I was, that, that was, was pretty awesome. good. And I, and I appreciated that. And I think, you know, um, it's also good to point out that, you know, um, Reynoso um, in the off season or in the preseason, you know, he got, married and was able to bring in his family now so he's got a little girl i did not know about this so nothing at all so they were actually in the stadium yep. yeah and i think she came she came down at the end mm-hmm. yeah and i think that uh i remember we were speculating why he had returned to argentina at one point um like right before they reported back from preseason in florida and i believe that was that was why um but yeah, he he said before the game that he felt you know a little more settled, a little more whole. I mean, he's got his family in the same state uh, now, and and can kind of relax. I think, and we saw that immediately. Like he seemed like a like he looked more like um, Reynoso of twenty twenty one. He did than he has in a while, and and that goal was was massive. And um, yeah, it was cool to see him go over and celebrate immediately with with his wife and and daughter um there's some really cool pictures of that as well um if you follow uh uh dan mick and and matt um but yeah it's it's going to change the dynamic for him for sure and i think uh lead to some more exciting play just like just like that goal i think we can see more of those yeah it was cool so he gets he gets uh subbed off somewhere in the 80 something um and he gets a standing ovation, well-deserved, one goal, one assist. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, Bongi, once again, is not done. One assist is not enough. He's going for two, this time to Robin Lud. Gets a great goal, nice little juke, but uh, Bongi gets the pass that kind of sets this thing up once again and gets it to Lud. And, yeah, he makes that little move, that little juke, and boom, puts it in, 87th minute. So there's your final score, 3-0 Loons taking apart a one man down Chicago team, which is cool. Good to see. I, I love the, the uh, Robin Lude celebration that Bongi also tries to imitate at the same time. And yes, he did. That's right. 
It's like I want another like, Robin Hood thing. It's like it's it's like it's like it's one of my favorite things. Like the the joy that is in his face when he does it. It's just you know it's contagious. So I, did, I, did I he do the say. arrow before he did or like yeah, the same mm-hmm. time? Yeah, he did <laughs> so it not good. at the same time. He did it a little bit before, but like they were trying to synchronize. Both of those two guys are really making a good uh, connection, and I think that's important because then Bongi has a as a veteran player that's trusting him to be able to do some things. Which <laughs> Maybe one of us. Confidence, so. Yeah. Maybe one of us needs to get in and give him a little bit of them what that Robin Hood mythology, and he can be like a uh, little John or uh, who's there's no, there's some okay. other characters in there as well. He he, he can make his own little celly along with the uh, the quiver. No, no, I'm fine with what he's doing right now. I don't. We we cannot we cannot have enough Robin Ludes types so on this team. So if he wants to take that mantle up and Robin Lude gives the gives the a okay, I'm I'm fine with that. And I mean that was the game. I mean, who knew came in the last minute on the 89th? That's right. And, yeah, as we mentioned. And then I they, literally you know, did not notice until the game ended. I'm like, oh, well, interesting. Like, if you if you did, you know, you would have you would have seen that. But I mean, like overall, I mean, like I thought, you know, we like you mentioned, Eric. Like we usually don't put teams away when we're supposed nope. to. And this is more like a complete game in a sense, right? We were we made the changes that we needed to be made. We scored because of those changes. And then we had something favorable happen to us, and then we took advantage of it, and then pushed the pedal, and that's it. I mean, you can't. I mean, if you look by the numbers, fifty-three percent, fifty-six percent to forty-three. We had eleven shots. We had twelve shots. It seemed like a pretty even game, but it's just the shots on goal that, and all the other. And no, we had, no. Actually, they had more shots on goal than we did. We by one, but just overall, like you know, you look at our, our, um, just the the way of the mood. I think once the foul comes in. Right, it's a whole different different that, but it's a good overall game that you actually want to go see, and a game that you actually should expect when you are when you're doing. So I was happy about that. I was happy that the weather, whatever the Odisha for for weather is, whoever put put out the cachaça and did the offerings, I appreciate that because basically for the length of the match, didn't rain at all. We even had sun. Rodrigo, you had sun. I was in the shade. Uh, it was. 70 freaking degrees it was beautiful and then as soon as the game was over torrential downpour so cheers to whoever made that happen appreciate it <laughs> torrential it was so yep um with the rest of the mls slate again we got some help in texas with uh, dallas beating houston two to one come from behind in fact uh dallas um dc actually wins with their their interim coach there three two Austin gets another win, 3-0. A bunch of bunch of draws. Uh, San Jose, they're interim too. They win 4-3 over the Sounders. Sounders, of course, not bringing out a first team, waiting for, uh, for CCL. Uh, and then <laughs> Rodrigo brought this one to our attention, LA Galaxy over Nashville, uh, 1-0. With with this amazing uh, uh, celebration. Rodrigo, you take it. You, you, you brought it to us, so you get, you get to narrate it. Um, so... This is against this is against Nashville, right? Yep, yep. It was um, so the goal was scored by. Um, I'm not even gonna try. Is it Jovalich? <laughs> sure. Right. A Balkan it was assisted name. by yes. Williams, right? So it was literally like almost like I get the 90th minute. I think it was at the 86th minute. The best thing about this whole thing is just the celebration. Like he takes off his, you know, like if you take off your jersey, you're gonna get a yellow card for excessive celebration. He jumps the boards 
then goes up to the supporter section. And this guy just one arm picks him up and just pulls him up. And then he's in the stands with the fans celebrating the goal. It's, it's it was a massive crazy. human in a green shirt, probably mm-hmm. like at least double or triple the player's weight. <laughs> just one arms him. <laughs> it was great to see. And I mean, that was just a, you know, and then, I mean, the galaxy are, are doing their, their thing. And, you know, I was, okay. I was happy about what they were doing. Is it, is it Dejan Jovelic? There you go. Jovelic. Very good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, sweet, sweet celebration. Totally worth watching. You just, just, just want to see like a, one of those guys like that does the strongman competition, like pulling a max. Oh, right, 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 right. That's basically what he did. Just like whoosh, you're coming up yeah. here. How many, how many big, huge tractor tires can you throw on your back? And yes, that's the guy. Whoosh, yep. One, yep. two, three. <laughs> uh, there's some more matches still today, but uh, would you say Bridget? They're in fifth as it stands right now, Minnesota. Yes. That's pretty good. All right. I'll let that be. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, really brief, briefly on some of these internationals here. Um, Brasileão, there was a great one last week uh, with Flamengo and Sao Paulo playing. Uh, they were both undefeated at the time. Uh, 3-1 Flamengo. Just really fun goals. Really just nonstop track meet back and forth. It, it was a fun one to watch. Um, Copa do Brasil. Uh, Goyaz, they hosted and they actually lost, but they do. This is a two-leg thing, a little bit different than um, an Open Cup. So they'll go to the other Red Bull down there this week and see what happens. Maybe they stay alive, maybe they don't. Uh, just because we talked Open Cup, I wanted to bring in kind of the parallel situation down there with this one because there are a lot of lower division teams that are still alive, which makes it still fun to watch. So you've got this team from Brasilia called Celandia, and they're in the fourth division, Serie D. They're going to play Botafogo. They're still involved. Azuriz, uh, kind of similar to the, uh, the Hailstorm. New team didn't exist since uh, 2018 is when they got started. They are not even – so they, they're like in a seventh, eighth, something down their division. They're in a local division, like not too far away from a rec league. <laughs> and, st- and they get to play Bahia, so it's awesome that they are still rolling. Um, Juazeirense, that one a little slower – they're in Serie D also. They're going to play. Uh, they're, they're in Bahia. Oh, no. The, did I put, I didn't put them in there? Oh, no. They get. Um, oh, who are they playing? I forgot to put their opponent in there. I think they get um, Palmeiras. I'm not sure. Uh, Tubensi. They're from Minas Gerais. They're in Bay. They're going to Ceará. Tocantinópolis. Obviously from Tocantins. They're going to play uh, Atlético Paranaense. They're in Serie D there. And Altus, who are in C, uh, Serie C, third division from Piauí, they get to play Flamengo. And then, oh, yeah, I'm in Gemo, and they're in then C2 from, from the state of Pará, up and way in the middle of the Amazon, they get to play uh, Cruzeiro. So it's cool to see just these these teams that I haven't even heard of that I have to take a little bit of time to pronounce, like Jauzerense. Ja uh, yeah, it's cool to see them alive, and, and maybe there'll be some upsets there as well. It'd be fun to see. Um, Bridget, I'll give this one to you. you Liverpool over Man U midweek. Pretty convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was yet another that I was at work and wasn't able to watch, but the yeah, goal alerts Tuesday. were uh, were nice to to see roll in. Um, two from Sala, uh, goals from Diaz and Mane, 4-0. Uh, it was 
it was interesting from the highlights. My, my favorite. Yeah, my favorite part of this whole thing is just listening to like the British commentators and the narrative because like before this thing even started, like a great clash of these two great history historic teams and, da, 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 and by then just like oh they just smashed them. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was not the Man United of you know the last decade. In, in other news, my my Newcastle United cracked the top ten. Yeah. Hey. Bruno scored. Um, you know, we don't talk about Bruno scored um, uh, a very nice uh, sombrero type goal, and um, I think they won three nothing. Yeah, three nothing. So there you go. So there you go. Um, Oil Everton, money does work. Oil Everton blood money lost. does work. Everton that, lost today. Liverpool. I was going to get there. Mercy side. Yep. Liverpool two zero up on Everton. Boom. Uh, Everton are firmly in the relegation zone. Well, oh, one yikes. one point like one point below the line. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting one to watch here. Damn. All right. Uh, a couple things to do and I'll just end it really quickly. Um, back Brazil on this week, knocked off most of the undefeateds. There were like four or five teams. Now there's only two uh, because Atletico Paranaense already mentioned them. They beat Flamengo. They were one of the undefeateds. Um, Curitiba and Atletico Minas Gerais, they're both tied, but then Palmeiras, Knocks off Corinthians. Corinthians were also undefeated. That was a 3-0 there. So you've only got a defending champs, Atlético Mineiro, and once again, one of the Red Bulls, the Bragantino, Red Bull Bragantino. They're the two undefeated. And Bragantino is mostly the Red Bulls are uh, ties. They gave out one win in like three ties or something like that. But, you know, technically they're undefeated. Um, the good news is this for the week. There is a documentary in process on the one and only the goddess that lives among us, Marta. So I can't wait for that to get done and to come out. I don't know if Netflix is going to pick it up or who's going to do distribution, but I'm sure it'll be awesome. They're going to focus on her early life, uh, trials and tribulations, all that stuff, and basically leading to what makes Martha Martha as, as she comes out and kind of explodes as the superstar that she is. That's so, awesome. So, yes. And that's all I got. Pizza's ready. I don't know if you guys heard that. Said, yeah, it's time ready. to eat. Before <laughs> we go, though, before we all gotta go, I, I, there's this uh, there's this Twitter account called MLS Gun Wild, and they posted this uh, the sequence in the 48th minute between um, the crew and Sporting KC, in which we see Peter Vermes being agitated as he usually is, and in one of his agitations, he kind of throws his hand and does like a small pirouette type of thing. But trips over his zombie and it falls flat on his face. It's just awesome. you know if you see it, it's just one of those things to remind yeah, us coaches. Yeah, up on the Instagram too because that's, yeah, that's good to stuff. To remind us coaches that players don't play, don't listen, don't watch us for our antics on the sideline. So whatever he was it's trying to communicate to his players, they weren't paying attention. So, but overall, yeah, I hope everyone has a good day. It's windy. We'll see how coaching goes for me today. So wish me luck. <laughs> Yeah, back to coaching. Good luck to you. Uh, thank you, Rodrigo. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you, listeners. Patreon.com backslash MN Football Show is the place to go to support the program. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Sounds good. 